Finding Sparse Linear Connections Between Features in LLMs By Logan Riggs, Sam Mitchell, and Eccentricity Cross-posted from the AI Alignment Forum May contain more technical jargon than usual TLDR We use SGD to find sparse connections between features Additionally a large fraction of features between the residual stream and MLP can be modeled as linearly computed despite the nonlinearity in the MLP. See linear feature section for examples. Special thanks to fellow AISST member, Adam Kaufman, who originally thought of the idea of learning sparse connections between features and to Jan Nick Brinkman for training these SAEs. Sparse autoencoders, SAE-S are able to turn the activations of an LLM into interpretable features. To define circuits, we would like to find how these features connect to each other. SAEs allowed us to scalably find interpretable features using SGD, so why not use SGD to find the connections too? There's an image here, with the caption. A layer in Pythia, 70M, with SAEs before and after the MLP. Note, this is different than the typical transformer architecture. Pythia models have parallel MLP and attention modules as opposed to sequential. This was to copy SOTA models which parallelized for more GPU utilization, as far as I know. We have a set of features before the MLP, F1, and a set of features after the MLP, F2. These features were learned by training SAEs on the activations at these layers. Ideally, we learn a linear function such that F2 equals W, F1, and W is sparse, i.e. L1 penalty on weights of W. So then we can look at a feature in F2, and say, oh, it's just a sparse linear combination of features of F1 for example 0.8 asterisk, however feature plus 0.6 asterisk, but feature, which would be quite interpretable. However, we're trying to replicate an MLP's computation, which surely can't be all linear. So, what's the simplest computation from F1 to F2 that gets the lowest loss, ignoring L1 weight sparsity penalty for now? Training on only MSE between F1 and F2, we plot the MSE throughout training across five layers in Pythia. 70M, deduped in. 4. Settings. Linear. Here's a formula. Nonlinear. Here's a formula. MLP. Here's a formula. Two nonlinear. Here's a formula. There's an image here in the text. For all layers, training loss clusters along MLP and two nonlinear, and linear and nonlinear. Since MLP and linear are the simplest of these two clusters, the rest of the analysis will only look at those two. I also looked at bias versus no bias. Adding a bias didn't positively improve loss, so it was excluded. Interestingly enough, the relative linear MLP difference is huge in the last layer, and layer 2. The last layer is also much larger loss in general, though the L2 norm of the MLP activations in layer 5 are 52 compared to 13 in layer 4. This is a 4x increase, which would be a 16x increase in MSE loss. The losses for the last data points are 0.059 and 0.0038, which are roughly 16x different. Subheading. What percentage of features are linear? Clearly the MLP is better, but that's on average. What if a percentage of features can be modeled as linearly computed? So we take the difference in loss for features, i.e. for a feature, we take linear loss, MLP loss, normalize all losses by their respective L2 normal layer, and plot them. There's an image here in the text. Ah, uh, there are some huge outliers here, meaning these specific features are very non-linear. Just setting a threshold of 0.001 for all layers. There's an image here in the text. There's a table here in the text. 
Most of the features can be linearly modeled with a small difference in loss, some have a negative loss difference, meaning linear had a asterisk lower asterisk loss than the MLP. The values are so small that I'd chalk that up to noise. That's very convenient. Note. 0.001 is sort of arbitrary. To make this more principled, we could plot the effect of adding varying levels of noise to a layer of an LLM's activation, then pick a threshold that has a negligible drop in cross-entropy loss. Heading. Adding in sparsity. Now, let's train sparse MLP and sparse linear connections. Additionally, we can restrict the linear one to only features that are well-modeled as linear, same with the MLP. We'll use the loss of. Loss equals MSE, F2, F2 underscore hat, plus L1 underscore alpha asterisk L1, weights. But how do we select L1 underscore alpha? Let's just plot the Pareto frontier of MSE loss versus L1 loss for a range of L1 underscore alphas. There's an image here in the text. This was for L1 underscore alphas equals 1 times 10 to the power of negative 7, 1 times 10 to the power of negative 5, 1 times 10 to the power of negative 3, 0.1, 10, 100, with the elbow of both lines for L1 underscore alpha equals 1 E3. It's slightly higher MSE than I'd want, so I'm going to set it to 8 times 10 to the power of negative 4 for future runs. A lower L1 penalty leads to higher L1 loss and lower MSE. Heading. Sparse linear feature connections. Restricting ourselves to just linear features, we retrain the sparse linear weight connection with L1 underscore alpha equals 80. 4. Below we show some examples of sparse linear feature connections. For the curious reader, additional examples can be found here. Subheading. OR example. In layer 1, we have. Here's a formula, where OF is output feature, in MLP underscore out, and IF is input feature, in residual stream before the MLP. Below is input feature 2797, activating strongly on the token, former. There's an image here, with the caption. This is five examples. For each X, the top row of words are feature activation for example token, former, activated 9.4. Bottom blank row is. If we remove this feature, how much worse does the model get at predicting these tokens? For example Soviet is 5.5 logits worse when the model can't use this former feature. Below is input feature 259, activating strongly on the token old. There's an image here in the text. Below is input feature 946, activating on the token young. There's an image here in the text. In the output feature, we see the tokens former, old, and young all activate, with young activating about half as strongly as former, and old, as we would expect from the weight coefficients. Here's a formula. There's an image here in the text. We can view this computation as a weighted logical OR. Output feature 30 activates on former OR old OR young, again, more examples are here. Subheading. Negative weight example. In layer 1, we have. Here's a formula, where OF is output feature, and IF is input feature. Below is input feature 3021, activating strongly on tokens like said, which in almost all cases appear not after a quote. There's an image here in the text. Below is input feature 729, activating strongly on tokens like said, when they appear shortly after a quote. There's an image here in the text. Below shows how the activation for input feature 729 changes when we remove a certain context token. 
Critically, the activation goes does when the quote is removed, demonstrating that this feature activates when there is a quote, followed by said. There's an image here, with the caption. This image typically confuses people. High-level takeaway. Anything that is read is important contextual tokens for this feature to activate. The blue isn't as important because it only adds up to 0.5 when removed, as opposed to minus 5.1. We're trying to communicate that removing the quotes makes the feature activation of the word, says, goes down by minus 5.1 to 0 feature activation. Below we see the output feature activates on tokens like, said, that have no prior quote tokens. We've subtracted out, with a large negative weight, so to speak, the examples where, said, appears after a quote, and now the feature only activates when, said, appears without any prior quotes. Here's a formula. There's an image here in the text. We can view this computation as a weighted logical AND. Output feature 505 activates on A and roughly B. In the case where A is a superset of B, this is the complement of B for example I have the set of all fruits and all yellow fruits, so now I can find all non-yellow fruits. Again again, more examples are here. Heading. Sparse MLP feature connections. Let's visualize these MLP features that have the worst losses. Layer 5. Looking at the features with the largest loss diffs between linear and MLP. Specifically, 1.5555, 0.0116, All five features are very high activations. The first one is generally weird, compared to your typical outlier dimension, and the next, four, are mostly weird tokens. There are several images here in the text. As a general note, the last layer of LLMs are typically very weird. This also came up for the tuned lens paper, and was hypothesized by Nostalgebrace to be an extended unembedding matrix. Layer 4. Lost diffs, 0 0.0529, First and third are outlier features. What is typical for outlier features, from my experience, are 1. Very high activation, this explains the high L2 loss. 2. Activates on first couple of tokens. 3. Activates on first delimiter, for example period or new line, which I represent as N. Why do these exist? I don't know, literature and theories exist, but out of scope for this post. There are several images here in the text. Layer 3. Lost diffs, 0 0.0456, 0 0.0163, 0 0.0122, 0 0.0101, 0 0.0069. First and fifth are outlier features. There are several images here in the text. Layer 2. Lost diffs 0 0.3370, 0 0.3324, 0 0.2910, 0 0.1682, 0 0.1069. For outlier features. There are several images here in the text. Layer 1. Lost diffs, 0 0.1401, 0 0.0860, 0 0.0159, 0 0.0150, 0 0.0125. First two features are outlier features. There are several images here in the text. What about the specific weights for these features? So, the MLP has two sets of linear weights. W2, ReLU, W1, X. 
looking at W2, I noticed the features that had the largest loss had very many large positive and negative weights. Here's the top 5 loss features, same that are visualized above. For positive weights. There's an image here in the text. So the highest loss difference feature in layer 4 had 112 weights connecting it that were greater than 0.1, where the median feature only had 9. For negative weights. There's an image here in the text. Remember these are weights of W2, which connect the LLM's MLP out features and the hidden layer of the MLP connector. We don't really know what these mean. But we could definitely just visualize them like we visualize the feature activations, maybe they're interpretable, so, they were all pretty trash. Outlier related. 8 thirtieths. Polysemantic. 8 thirtieths. Monosemantic, 1 a 30. Basically, dead. 11 thirtieths. These were for layer 3, but the layer 1 hidden features were surprisingly 80% monosemantic by default, with outlier features as well. Wow, if only we had a method that made hidden layer activations more interpretable. So we could train the sparse MLP connector like a sparse AE. With an L1 penalty on the latent activation, basically an SAE connecting two SAEs. Subheading. SAEs on SAEs. I use the same L1 underscore alpha term for both L1 weights and hidden L1, and see the various losses for layer 1. Overall. Loss equals MSE plus L1 underscore alpha asterisk, L1, weights, plus L1, hidden underscore activations. There's an image here, with the caption. Losses for various L1 underscore alphas. Hidden, is L1 loss on hidden activations. So I picked L1 underscore alpha of 4 times 10 to the power of negative 4 as a compromise between MSE and the L1 losses. This corresponded to an L0 of 25 hidden latent activations, i.e. the other 3k were 0. Looking at the top 30 max activating features, layer 3, 4, and 5 were all outlier dimensions, first tokens and first delimiter together, for the MLP. The SAE only had 10% outlier features. This makes sense since those outlier dimensions all activate for the same tokens, i.e. the first tokens and first delimiter, so would have high latent L1 activation. This would incentivize combining those dimensions more. The features weren't significantly more monosemantic for the SAE than the MLP. This may be because I need to add a bias for the latent activation. Additionally, I'm confused on how to combine sparse weights W sparse latent activations, I specify more in, help please. I'll leave the rest of the empirical work to the future, and proceed with speculation. Interpreting these features could be like the linear and an OR statements from latent underscore features. Right arrow, F2. From F1, right arrow, latent features is a ReLU, which, with a bias would be. Here's a formula, specifically. Here's a formula. This could be either F1 OR F2 if they individually activate more than 4, or F1 and F2 if they have to both activate together to be greater than 4. This then makes it important to do feature activation statistics and clustering. It would be good to plot their co-activations, and color according to if it activations the latent feature. But if I want to do more than three features, it's hard to plot their co-activations. Surely there's some statistical method here to gather the clusters of co-activations? Heading. Please help. This was mostly a, go fast and get results, set of experiments, which means many arbitrary choices were made which I'd appreciate some feedback on. I do intend to research these questions myself, it's just currently late, and I wanted this post out end of this week.
1. How should I take in consideration the different norms of the layers when training? For example, layer 1 has a norm of 7, 4, 4, residual stream, MLP underscore out. Layer 5 has one of 16, 54. ATM, I'm dividing MSE by, here's a formula, and keeping the weight activation the same. A. How is this normally handled? B. How would I handle adding in the latent activation L1 penalty? This isn't squared, so it would be, here's a formula. I suspect this should consider the MLP underscore in norm though. C. If I instead normal. 2. Any relevant literature on sparse weightway and sparse latent activation. 3. Stats question. These weight connections are estimating an estimate, i.e. the SAEs are reconstructing the layer's activations, and the weights are reconstructing the SAE's reconstruction. Is there some, mean error is the same, but variance is higher, argument here? 4. What's the typical tool algorithm for finding clusters of co-activations? I think correlation is close, but it wouldn't capture the case of A and B causing the feature, but sometimes A is very large and B is small, and others it's the reverse. A. I could also cache all input feature activations when the latent feature activates, and cluster those. Though I also want input features that cause the latent feature to not activate. B. I also have sparse weights, which should be all the relevant information. Heading. The grand plan. If we can define circuits, we can concretely specify important model circuits such as truthfulness, deception, British English, self-awareness, and personality traits. We will of course argue about if one's operationalization actually captures what we want, but we would could then actually specify them now to have that argument. I'm excited about finding features that are causal to each other, this work is correlational. This could be done with gradients or causal interventions. Once we have these causal connections, we still need to find how these features are computed. This work shows many of those connections are linearly computed, and the non-linearly computed ones are these outlier dimension features, which is useful for an LLM to do text prediction but not useful for model steering. For attention features, we can also work on QKOV circuits between features in the residual stream and those after attention. This also requires taking in consideration feature activation statistics, but seems very doable. So if we have the connections between features from residual and MLP underscore out and residual and attention underscore out, then we can also compute the features from the next layer residual as a sparse linear combination of the previous layer features. Here's a formula. That's all the connections covered. There's plenty of work left to do, but it's on the difficulty level of normal academia can solve it as opposed to prove P equals NP. This is a much nicer timeline than I thought we were in last year. If you'd like to work on any sparse AE projects, feel free to join us on the Aleuther AI Discord channel, greater than 25k members, so can easily lurk in the hash sparse coding channel under interp. Link in text, feel free to reach out to me, Logan, on Discord. Logan Riggs, DMs on LW, or the comments below. Heading. Code. For code replication, see my repo at the static asterisk files. Static all underscore sparse underscore weights, notebook for training and comparing linear versus nonlinear. Static interpret underscore sparse underscore weights, notebook for visualizing linear or nonlinear features. Static train underscore sparse underscore SAE underscore connector, training the SAE, MLP with L1 latent activation penalty. Static interpret underscore sparse underscore weights underscore MLP. Minimal notebook for interpreting the sparse SAE's latent activations and comparing with the MLPs. Note. 
I haven't had time to comment or clean up these notebooks. Please message me if you run into any issues. Heading. Appendices. Here are extra experiments that didn't pan out or were just weird. Subheading. Failed MLP sweep. I also tried to reduce the hidden layer size of the MLP, but there was still an increase in MSE. This was without restricting the MLP to only MLP features. There's an image here in the text. Subheading. Attention. Also, what if we did the same analysis but on attention? There's an image here in the text. Layer 4 should be ignored since it's mostly dead features, but overall this is pretty weird. I haven't normalized the loss like I did for MLP, but it seems like many features can be linearly reconstructed by features. This means that attention isn't really doing attention for a lot of features. By this I mean attention normally takes in all the features in previous token positions. If we have 200 tokens per example and roughly 20 features a data point, then attention has access to all 20 by 200 features at the 200th position. Here however, it only has access to the 20 features at the current position. Weird. There are several images here in the text. This article was narrated by Type 3 Audio for Less Wrong. It was first published on December 9, 2023. The original text contained two footnotes which were omitted from the narration. To report an issue or give feedback on this narration, go to t3a.is.